Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here at the start of another week. And I, I know that this is really hard to believe, but the Bucks, for the for Milwaukee, this is game week. <laughs> the Bucks play their first preseason game this Saturday night against Dallas. I believe that's a 7 p.m. Central Time tip, but it, it's really hard to believe. They just came off their first full practice today as well. So we're going to talk a lot about Giannis. We're going to talk about some of the other takeaways from their media session this afternoon. And uh, as always, I uh, will tell any new listeners, you can find me on this podcast Monday to Friday and find my work over at ESPN and NBA.com as well. And joining me today, as he does basically every single Sunday night as we're recording here, usually after the Packers game, shout out to the Packers for picking up a... uh, I would call it a trademark now, more difficult than necessary win over Philadelphia, but it is Justin Garcia, host of the Bucks Radio Network. How you doing, man? Uh, boy, I've already got the uh, Giannis contract fatigue, so I, I cannot <laughs> wait for the season to be here Saturday and to ramp it up, what, tenfold throughout the season. Oh, it's, it is in full swing, and we are going to start there. We're going to start with Giannis Uh it's his birthday still, as we're recording. Probably by the time most people are listening to this, it will be the day after his 26th birthday, which, by the way, still always feels weird to me. You know, when you're growing up and you have your you know, sports stars that you might idolize or the players that play for your team and you were the same age as them or they were always older than you. I remember going back a couple of years ago now, Giannis was, I, I don't know what he was doing in the locker room. He was working out. He was getting himself ready to go before a game. And I remember just looking at the size of this human and thinking, how is this guy 24 and I'm like 28? Like, how am I four years older than this humongous human standing in front of me here? But 26, I, I do think that it, it almost surprises me when I see that he's turned 26 now because he always feels like that, uh, always feels like the young fella that we saw growing up and coming through with the Bucks over the last uh, few years. But to think that he's coming into season eight in the league is still kind of hard to believe. Yeah, I'm not even going to know how to react when we see Giannis start to get like the LeBron grays and (laughs) uh, start to show some age and be in his 30s. And you bring up uh, season number eight. So I looked through, and my math may be off, but I looked through the longest tenured players in the league because you start to think about, especially – with the Christmas Day matchup, and I'm sure a lot of the league's idea in billing is, hey, here's two homegrown superstars. And Steph's been with the Warriors, and Giannis is with the Bucks, and let's, you know, fingers crossed, hope it remains that way. Um, so I looked through and thought, you know, Giannis has got to be getting up there in terms of guys that have been with the team for the longest, for how much turnover we see. And uh, if my math is correct, and unless I'm missing anyone, I think right now there's seven players – who have been 
with their current team longer than Giannis has. I mean, he's not catching Udonis Haslam, who's going into, what, <laughs> 17 or 18 years. Steph was on that list as well. But if you look at only players who have only played with the team that uh, drafted them or only played with one team throughout, it was just three guys that were ahead of Giannis that have, that have been with their team and only that team for the longest. It was Udonis Haslam, uh, Steph Curry, and I think Damian Lillard. That was it. So that's the company that he's in right now. Yeah, I was going to, as you were discussing that, I was thinking about the longest tenured uh, Bucks. And obviously for the longest time, it was John Henson uh, in the last couple of years here, but then he moved on. And I guess now it's Chris Milton, but you're right for that stat specifically, obviously drafted uh, by Detroit before coming over here. But it is funny when you hear Chris and Giannis discuss uh, how long they've played together. It's like, yeah, that's true. You remember back to the 15 win season, they've been on a hell of a journey to get where they are now. And clearly, the anxiety is rising to unprecedented levels among Bucks fans. I think that's fair to say. Um, we all see it on Twitter or, uh, I don't know, I don't use message boards, but on message boards, I'm sure it's, it's much the same or wherever you discuss or find your Bucks content. And I, I, <laughs> we didn't hear from Giannis today. Now, I wasn't really surprised by this. And I, I feel like nothing at this point is really surprising me, but... I know and, and we know how much Giannis tries to avoid doing any media. So the fact that he did not speak to the media on his birthday while this contract situation hasn't been resolved was not a surprise to me. And it's important to note that I know there was a lot of excitement about the fact that he was, it was his birthday and maybe there would be a signing on his birthday or an uh, announcement on his birthday. Um, this was kind of similar to the jersey reveal to me, and I tweeted it out the other day where I said, wow, you, the fans really moved across from a jersey reveal uh, signing to a birthday uh, announcement. And I, I know, like, trust me, I get it. I'm not telling people that you shouldn't be feeling anxious about this or you shouldn't be stressed out or this shouldn't be consuming you as someone who has an emotional investment to the box. I'm not saying that at all, but uh, I'm merely pointing out that this was something that was really fabricated and generated by the fans. There was no indication that today was actually going to be the day. And for that reason, I don't think that you should be sitting there saying, well, he didn't sign on his birthday. That's, that's a bad sign now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shout out to the MKE Bucks subreddit because I feel like they are more level-headed and more hopeful in their you know, Giannis watch for the contract. And then if you just look at Twitter, it's all... Uh, just people letting the paranoia consume them. Um, and look, I guess we also have to say you might as well try to will it into existence because yeah, it yeah. feels like we've done that before with things like Nico Miritich and Drew Holiday and uh, some other, and nearly did it with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, the, the contract thing to me, I didn't expect to hear from him today. And I mean, does he have to talk about it? Yes, he does. That doesn't mean he has to do it today. And look, if you're celebrating your birthday, the last thing you want to do is, is field the same question phrased, you know, a handful of different ways over and over. Just let him be. Let him have this day. And once we get to Monday today, whenever you're listening to this, then that's going to change. We're okay. Now, at some point, we do need to hear and at least, dis, you know, dismiss the question. But my worry is this. I think coming into this offseason, I had said, I think you had said to basically most people had said, I do not expect Giannis to sign an extension this offseason that we thought it would be the following the summer of 2021 when he actually would become a free agent that for numerous reasons, it just lined up where, look, he's probably not going to sign this offseason. Now, some of the questions that 
existed in reasons why you would say it doesn't make sense to sign it yet when we didn't know what the cap was going to look like next year. Would he be taking a hit financially? Some of those have been answered. But still, I don't think that's really changed. I don't think anything's changed in the last two weeks or three weeks either. That I don't think anything has really happened that's going to sway him one way or another. My fear is we saw what happened with the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing, where overall a good offseason still was really soured by missing out on something that you thought you had. I think by and large, most people assumed if he signs an extension, it's going to be next summer. Then we started to see these rumors of, hey, I'm starting to hear that, you know, Giannis is pretty close to signing an extension. And I think we threw all of that out the window and just latched on to, hey, did you guys hear Giannis is signing? So now we're 100% invested in this, that we're setting ourselves up for disappointment that, number one, I don't know where that came from and if that was nothing more than just hopeful posturing by whatever source it was that gave that news that I, I, I worry that we could run into the same Bogdanovich scenario where we're turning this into a bad situation, right? That, you know, just let this year play out. And like we've said all along, if you keep winning, that's the biggest thing. And that's what's going to keep Giannis here. So we saw the shortcomings they had a season ago. If you feel you've did enough to overcome that and move further in the playoffs and continue to play at that level, this franchise has been at for the last two years, that's really the majority of what he's asking for. I do want to continue this conversation here. I've got plenty more thoughts on the whole situation in relation to Giannis and what we have seen so far. Before we do, I just want to talk about our show sponsor today, Built Bar. Now, uh, Justin, I, I can't go a show without at least complaining about the fact that I'm up at 4 a.m. for these media day interviews. And we're waiting for a little bit of time today for Bryn Forbes to come in on the meeting. So maybe I need a built bar to get through the day. We know it's the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. Uh, there's 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, uh, whatever you need, they've probably got it. And the best part about it, despite being covered in 100% chocolate, they are great for the health-conscious guy or girl. I should say or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Uh, the deal we have for you is the same as it was last week. It's a beauty. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up this week on Locked on Bucks, I already mentioned it. But the Bucks are playing Dallas this weekend, this Saturday night. So we are going to continue to take you through the Bucks as they practice. Their first real week of practice is leading into a game, a shortened training camp for teams around the league. So we'll bring you all the build-up to the first preseason game. And of course, keep you up to date with all the Giannis Watch and the mailbag as well. I haven't forgotten about it. There's just been a lot of news over the last couple of days. So the mailbag is there as well. And we are going to hit on that. But Justin, as far as Giannis goes, the first point we have to make, and this is perhaps why it's so agonizing right now for Bucks fans, is that there is no superstar like Giannis that is as private as Giannis. Uh, there's never any leaks with Giannis. If something gets out, it's because he wants it to get out. And this is perhaps why it's so difficult right now for the Bucks fans because they just want to hear something. One way or the other, I think they would prefer to hear something. 
and that's just not really the way he operates. You never really see a situation like this where the the top line newsbreakers, your Woges, your Shams, and I know Chris Haynes certainly has been a guy that's got some Giannis scoops in the past. They aren't saying anything either. And if you listen to guys like Zach Lowe and, and these guys on podcasts, they say, well, I don't really know. I'm just guessing. I think he might sign it or I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. And that's why this situation is so unique, as is everything with Giannis. But the one thing I will say is, and this is why I haven't subscribed to a specific date making sense for him to sign or the fact that he hasn't signed yet should be bad news, because I do think that he has still some things to think about. Of course, the contract has been on the table for a whole year. Of course, he knew that he was going to be offered this Supermax deal as soon as it was allowed or, you know, I mean, it was announced that... (laughs) earlier and the Bucks got to fine for that, that it was going to be on the table. So the dollar amount has changed slightly with the cap situation and COVID, but it still would be the richest deal in NBA history around $227 million for five years. So the money's fine, but given the uh, length of the off season, given the fact that free agency just occurred and the team was built and really revamped uh, outside of the top, couple of core players and you've traded for Drew Holiday there is definitely things for Giannis to think about here he has a decision to make is this the team that he wants to commit right now to is are these the players that he wants to say yes I will roll with these guys into the future and hopefully you know with that you get the Drew Holiday extension is he satisfied with the, what the Bucks or how the Bucks handled this offseason with the Bogdanovich situation and some other uh, signings that they were able to have. So again, yeah, I, I just don't really subscribe to the fact that he has nothing to think about, which why now with two weeks, two weeks left, uh, he's still got plenty of time for this to come out. And just because there was an announcement on his birthday, I'm personally not feeling like that means anything significant. Yeah, I guess I might not have done a, a, a good job of really stating my stance there where uh, I think by and large I'm with you other than I didn't anticipate it to happen this offseason. If it does, I hope to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing financial that I know there was some of that that was very minor of, you know, what's basketball-related income going to look like next year and, and what could the, the Supermax potentially be. But it's still – the same ballpark that we're talking about the the weight for Giannis is to just see okay what else does the team do what does the team look like how do I gel with these pieces and has you know anything else opened up around the league that some of these teams that are positioning themselves are they in a better spot that you know what if if I want to win a championship it may make some more sense for me to go there so um it's it's not the only financial question I would put out there is it certainly feels like we're headed towards some type of labor strife between the two sides, but very strong chance, I should, should say. And you do wonder if you're an agent of a player in line for a Supermax, if you're kind of saying, you know what, we don't know what this could look like if worse comes to worse with the pandemic, if we see the CBA torn up and we have to basically start from scratch, it may be worth it to just get your money now and figure out the rest later. Well, I think that there's that. And I don't necessarily buy the fact that Giannis would be better off by waiting to next offseason as well. And Frank uh, actually pointed this out. Frank Madden pointed this out as we were sort of discussing in our DM. He suggested the fact that 
one of the things that he may want to discuss with ownership is the fact that if he signs this extension uh, down the road, uh, the Bucks going to facilitate a trade or be open to a trade if things don't work out. And I think that that's a perfectly fine thing to negotiate and discuss. If you are Giannis and you are going to commit to a franchise now, you hope that everything works out. But this is one of the things I've always said. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that he's going to be there for five years. But what it does do is take significant pressure off the team this year. And that's why I think if Giannis has that, uh, I guess, confidence that the, the franchise is always going to work to, A, keep him happy in Milwaukee and provide a, a championship contender, but also if things go south, they're going to work with him. This guy has done so much for the city of Milwaukee. He's done so much for the owners. He's done so much for this franchise that you don't really want it to turn into an ugly situation, which we're potentially seeing in Houston now. You want things to run smoothly and you want things to be okay. And you hope that he's here for the whole five years. That's certainly something that you're going to have to discuss. But also, let's not pretend that Giannis would be doing everyone a huge favor, including his own teammates, his own coaches, and and himself by signing the extension now and relieving all that pressure and relieving the questions coming in every single media session and relieving the pressure on the team to win a championship this year in case he bolts. If he wants to win a championship this year, I'm not saying that this should dictate his decision, but the process and the amount of pressure on a team would be reduced if he signed the deal. Yeah, I I mean, historically, look at uh, all the teams that have dealt with something like that looming over them, and I think everybody is, is, is making the comparison to Cleveland and LeBron James and that Cavs team, which, of course, did not win the championship uh, that season and didn't even play in the finals in that year. Um, and, you know, I thought the other thing you were going to say is maybe Giannis is having the discussions behind the scenes of, you know what, what are we going to do with the Nassus? <laughs> I got my five years, but what about my brother? What are we going to do with him? Uh, he'll um, be, I, I, can, I guarantee you, he'll, he'll be here. I'm going I'm to go just, out of limits. We just that. see an extension signed yeah. in the next couple of weeks for yeah. the Nassus, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, you know, to your point, too, about uh, alleviating some of that on your teammates, I think the guy that – would be aided the most is the newest buck in yep, Drew Holiday yep. because that at least clears up a, a, some of his future. Whereas, you know, if you're Drew right now, I think your decision is is hinged to that and what Giannis decides to do. And what if, worst case scenario, he decides to leave? Then all of a sudden, you're moving on somewhere else, we think, in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, not only do your teammates not have to deal with the questions, but it just – it's not even the question of what do you guys think Giannis is going to do? And um, it's not so much getting asked that question as much as it's just that cloud that looms over you and seeing, you know, a, a zoom call in this case and not an actual uh, scrimmage and, and stand up in a, in after a practice, but seeing a zoom call that ordinarily would have five, six or seven people. And it is now all of a sudden 25 people and just, the added pressure in that cloud that looms over you all season, not even factoring in having to deal with the questions that would be taken away as well, which, you know, we've seen how some of these teams have performed when they're dealing with that. So I do agree that, you know, look in the best interest of the team this year, even you would like to see that happen just so that's gone. And yeah, again, I'm not saying that this is this should be Giannis's responsibility to take the pressure off the franchise. I mean, that was on the owners, that was on the GM, that's on John Horst, that's on the other players as well. Let's be honest. 
But it's just a fact that it would. I mean, if you signed the contract, everyone would be feeling uh, a lot better about themselves and, and what they can potentially achieve this year. And like you pointed to, uh, Drew Holiday uh, specifically there as well. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here. And the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning on December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us here at Locked On Bucks, plus waiver wire editions from the Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's move on to who we did hear from today. And it's interesting to note at this point, we haven't heard from Brook Lopez yet either. Uh, which is a little bit strange. But again, probably another guy that would prefer not to do media if he didn't have to. I think that's fair to say. Uh, we did get confirmation from Bud that everyone did practice today. And that's where I want to start here with Chris Milton because uh, I, I asked Chris Milton a question and I was probably, I don't know, maybe eighth in line or ninth in line to, to get a question to fire at Chris. And I was kind of shocked that nothing came up about Giannis at all. And, and not necessarily the straight-up question about the contract, because I get it. I mean, there's only so many times you can ask that. And the strange thing about the fact that we spoke to Chris and Drew today was that we spoke to them literally two days ago. So it was kind of odd timing that they, those were the two players that they threw out there. But anyway, so I, I was thinking in my head, well, how can I get some sort of update on Giannis? Because uh, we need something. He, he hasn't spoken this to us yet. We know it's his birthday uh, it's a weird year. It's a weird off season. We need some sort of update. So I thought, well, I'm going to ask Chris about Giannis's birthday. So A, I'll find out whether he definitely practiced today. B, we might get some sort of insight into the mood of the group and uh, whether they can celebrate with him right now and just what is going on. And that's where we found out that Chris was sort of laughing and said, oh yeah, uh, me and Pat Connaught and gave him a bunch of pens uh, hopefully he uses them. Uh, that, that would be the best birthday present uh, he could ever get. And it was kind of a funny insight to hear that from Chris. Uh, first of all, uh, perhaps to just give an inside look uh, behind the walls that the, the mood is still good. The mood is still good in the group they are and uh, they are capable of and they are able to uh, make jokes with Giannis about signing this extension, which again, I mean, uh, if you want to read whatever you want into these types of things, you can, but the fact that they are able to still discuss it and sort of laugh about it and make jokes, I, I think is, um, it's a good sign. It shows that the, the group isn't being weighed down by this thing already. Yeah, I was uh, uh, thankful for you to be the one to fall in the grenade there and at least get it out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I did see a few people, as we all tweeted out that quote of Chris Middleton says, he and Pat Connaughton and the whole team gave Giannis pens. I saw the overwhelming response was from a handful of people saying, have we specified to him that the pen is to use on a Bucks contract? <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing, and, and we've talked about this before, where there's questions that you, you have to ask, but number one, you're surprised, and I was with you, where I was waiting for that question to get asked at least to Chris, and it, it seemed like we were going to wrap up the interview before it got out there. But it's, you know, fans always say, why, why aren't you asking about this? And it's just, it's difficult to explain where, look, you you still have to maintain relationships with these guys, not to say that they're just going to completely cut you off, but if you become the guy, it's one thing that, yeah, maybe the internet loves you because you ask the tough questions, 
but the coaches and players don't, and you're not getting that access anymore, and they're not answering your questions. So it's kind of a fine line you have to walk where I think you put it perfectly of, I'm going to set it up as a joke, and Chris took it as that. Uh, if we just stick with Chris, too, I, I thought, look, in these, what, three days of Zoom calls we've had with them, Chris has been the most impressive in his answers where I feel like I've taken the most out of what he has said so far. And it goes back to, you know, the first day we heard from guys where, as, as we kind of said, it seemed like there was much ado over that quote from Bud that was misinterpreted. And when you heard from Chris, I think everybody said, okay, this is what I'm expecting them to hear, which I think was the stance of the team of, hey, we've had great opportunities. We let them go in the past. You can't keep doing that year after year. You only get so many of these chances. And, and our goal is definitely to win a championship. But those were the big takeaways from him on, what, Thursday, I think. And today, what really struck me most by Chris was when he was asked about, look, what we just saw in Portland where the Blazers had to shut down their facility for precaution, but what, three positive tests, I think. And, and he spent some time talking about some of the changes for them and the responsibility that these players have to take on themselves because it's one thing to be in a bubble and have these guidelines put out there for you where unless you're Daniel House, it's going to be pretty tough to break <laughs> protocol. Um, that it, you know, there's, there's more fail-safes where you have these safety nets behind you. That's gone this year, that you're taking on and you're asking players to take on a lot of personal responsibility. And I think if you're a Bucks fan that's nervous about – how your team is going to handle this. Hearing the way that Chris Middleton handled those questions and talked about the responsibility that comes with this and seeing what happens in, in Portland should be a wake-up call if you weren't already there made me feel pretty good about how this locker room is treating this. Well, we've always sort of said this. Uh, I mean, the one thing that you can almost guarantee with this Bucks locker room, and admittedly there's some new players in there, but uh, again, they all seem you know, really high-character guys, is that generally they do take their responsibility and uh, with, with all things on and off the court pretty seriously. I do think, again, just for everyone, it was a nice reminder that, yeah, this, this season's going to have challenges. And the one thing that, of course, we have to point out, I mean, with the situation in the US right now, you don't necessarily have to be doing something wrong to contract the virus. I mean, right. that's just the, the state of the nation right now. So, uh, you know, these guys will take all the precautions and, yeah, you, you could see that they were genuinely excited. I mean, we couldn't see their smiles because they're wearing the mask, but you could see and, and hear that they were genuinely excited to get some five-on-five -five basketball uh, in today. And, you know, Bryn Forbes, for mine, was, was really funny. And um, he, he spoke extensively about the fact that it, it felt so similar for him to walk into practice in Milwaukee. And he said, well, you know, obviously we know there's a connection with Greg Popovich and Mike Budenholzer. But he was like, yeah, some of the drills were the same. Everything was the same. Some of the talk terminology. The yeah. Yeah. Everything. So it's just kind of funny. We've always spoke about that pop and, and bud connection, but that's the, I guess a real inside look of, of what we're getting. But he spoke about the fact that, you know, essentially it's been eight months you know, since he's got a chance to sort of run and play five on five and get out there in, in this kind of controlled and um, professional environment in the practice facility with the Bucks. So, yeah, that's the other thing to remember here. Some of these guys, Bobby Portis, another one, uh, haven't played for a hell of a long time. So this is a really exciting week for these guys as they're trying to fit in with a new franchise to get out and play basketball. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it still remains to be seen, I guess, what the the role is for Brent Forbes, as, as we yeah. have talked about before. You know, 
I, I do lean now. I, I did change where I do lean towards it's going to be Dante starting, but who knows? Maybe it's Bryn Forbes. So it still remains to be seen what his usage is going to be in role. But, yeah, those two names of Bryn Forbes and Bobby Portis, yeah, the Spurs were in the bubble, but Bryn didn't play in those games. It's You're going on nine months since you last played a basketball game. And Bryn talked about, you know, usually when we – in a normal offseason, you start to go through workouts as we – camps and – uh, open gym as the players call it and then eventually you ramp things up to playing five on five and you do that on your own for about a month before you head into training camp and now in this version you know Brent Forbes hasn't played basketball since March it organized basketball I should say and now he gets a handful of days of five on five the first being today and in six days it's your first preseason game and naturally, of course, I, I did joke with Bryn Forbes about asking him a Patty Mills question, but I, I held off. But the, there's time. There's time for me to get to Patty Mills. But uh, I guess the, the number one guy that we're all excited to see is Drew Holiday on the floor. And uh, how about this? First matchup Saturday night, Luka Doncic and Drew Holiday. You, you feel like that's a matchup you want to watch on the weekend? It seems uh, like a pretty good way to get things going if both guys play. I, I guess time will tell. Bud spoke would, about... I would not to cut you off. I would. This is going to be the weirdest preseason. This is going to be the most important preseason we've had maybe yeah, ever. Yeah. Where I would anticipate, and you got to play was, you guys. Yeah, I mean, we kind of danced around it with Bud. I would assume that question is going to be a lot more prevalent as we move towards Saturday. But I, I would assume we're going to see a lot of the regulars playing in these three games. Yeah, you might be right. It's interesting. He spoke, and listen, I don't want to set off any alarm bells, but he was talking about minute loads and, and, and how you manage players just purely from a soft tissue injury standpoint. And we've seen it in sports all over the world, whether it's soccer in Europe, you know, even cricket here in Australia, Australian football, all these sports that have come back, NFL, unlimited off seasons and just under different circumstances, you know, soft tissue injuries have been a problem. And the last thing you want is to be picking up hamstring injuries or calf injuries that take out weeks in this shortened season. So they're going to have to be careful. And it's kind of the unknown. And you almost hold your breath and cross your fingers a little bit. But the one thing that Bud did say about Drew Holiday in his first session, he said that he just can tell there's a different level of physicality defensively. There's a different level of, uh, uh, I don't know, professionalism is the right word, but competitiveness and hunger and ability to just fit in to a system already. And that was just after one practice, which, you know, it's exciting to hear that about this guy that is the marquee acquisition. And now, despite the fact he's only been in Milwaukee for one week, we're only a few days away from seeing him play. But all the positive things that we've heard about Drew Holiday from New Orleans and from people that have covered him around the league, you're hearing them straight up out of, out of the Milwaukee camp. Yeah, and more players that we continue to see as well. That it seems to be the uh, Matt Barnes and company on the All the Smoke podcast. Or it seems like they're the agents for Drew Holiday. That every single player they have on that show, they ask who's you know the toughest guy defender to go against, or who's the most underrated player. And it's almost always Drew Holiday. And I forget who the player was this past week, but it was Drew Holiday that was referenced once again that they hated to see on the other end of the floor. And I guess that's the best way to put it that we've all tried to say is just different that, you know, saying Drew Holiday is a good player and a good perimeter defender and gives you the ability to do different things than Bledsoe did isn't saying Eric Bledsoe was a bad player or bad defender. It's just they're two different guys. And it's, 
I think it's what Bud was searching for as well when he was trying to explain the differences between Bledsoe and Drew that it's, it's not saying one is worse than the other was, that it's just two different things. It's like realizing there's a Mountain Dew Code Red when you've been drinking Mountain Dew your entire life and then seeing, wait a minute, there's another one that's just as good and some would say it's better. Let me try that one. And that's what the Bucks are dabbling with now. Well, he's also, you know, and this is something that I don't think we've really brought up on the show, but Drew Holiday is also paid 10 plus million dollars more than Bledsoe to play basketball. I mean, yeah. like, let's be real. I mean, he's a different caliber of point guard. That's, that's the reality. And that's why the Bucks had to give up all those picks to acquire his services. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the Bucks, I assume, we haven't heard anything yet as we're recording, but I assume there will be a practice again, which, of course, means that the Giannis... Uh, saga the Giannis watch is going to continue I imagine through the night and through practice tomorrow again I understand why people would say look if you're not going to sign it just come out and say it you know because the silence is killing the the fans I feel like because they are just losing their minds and again uh, despite anything we've said on this podcast I absolutely understand why that is the case and I understand why people are so anxious about this uh I don't want to call it a decision because he's still going to be with the Bucks this season, but this announcement or this potential uh, extension, I, I understand completely why people are feeling that way. But again, I'm just not expecting to hear from Giannis until we have uh, something one way or, or the other, which, um, you know, who knows when that's going to come. He still has until the 21st. So we have uh, two weeks uh, still where he can do that. And perhaps knowing Giannis, he wants to get through a few days practice first and, and work out with the guys and get to know the players before he makes a decision. I just personally, again, to reiterate, am not uh, banking on a certain date or a certain event dictating when uh, Giannis is going to do that. It, it just, to me, doesn't seem like something that he would do. And, and that's, I guess that's what, where I would leave it. Yeah, and boy, wouldn't it be the ultimate troll move by the Bucks as well to release the schedule in advance? And it's, uh, yeah, John Horst is going to talk tomorrow, yeah. and uh, Giannis will talk tomorrow, and there's there's just no announcement. Well, geez, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen because uh, I'm feeling for the Bucks fans, man. They they need something. We can't they can't keep getting teased like this. But I almost feel it's a relief. The birthday's gone. People don't have to worry about that anymore. I feel like people's weekends were ruined. It's uh, just staring at Twitter and social media. So I implore everyone to try and get away from that. Still listen to this podcast, but other than that, just uh, yeah, well, take care of yourself, guys. That's a relief. And the, the 21st deadline is a relief as well because otherwise we would find a milestone for every single week <laughs> on the calendar of, you know, naturally Christmas. And then, well, uh, I mean, it could be his way to celebrate New Year's, that it's going to be New Year's Day that he announces it, or Valentine's Day, that we would just continue to look for these things. So, look, I hope it's – and I don't think this will happen because Giannis and the organization both have to realize they can't approach it like this, but I would hope it's not two weeks of radio silence and then you get your answer – by nothing happening and seeing yeah. the deadline of the 21st come and go. No, I 100% agree with that. Uh, and I, I guess, again, I'm sure it's going to be a topic tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday on this show. So uh, I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, as always, it was uh, an interesting media session this morning, and I trust me and you will probably be doing the same again tomorrow as the Bucks. Like I said, get ready for a game in just a few days. Preseason is underway. Justin, appreciate you as always. Anytime. And I should say this as well, since I know uh, your listeners are among the most uh, engaged Bucks fans out there, that we do have an announcement 
that will be coming this week. Uh, I'm still not sure which day we can make it official, but we have an announcement that will be coming this week. It's not Giannis contract related. Well, thank uh, you for clarifying but, that. But, goodness. But we do have an announcement about um, some stuff we do with the, the broadcast that we will uh, be putting out there this week. I know it's going to be crazy. I, I wouldn't have thought that I would be replacing Jim Paschke this, this quickly into my <laughs> career, but uh, here we are. It's going to be great doing play by play for the box. Hey, one last thing I want to leave us, uh, our listeners with tonight. Giannis did tweet uh, 26 today and then a love heart next to it. I don't know if anyone noticed, but if he signed a five year deal, the deal would end up would end in 2026. I just want to leave that. If that's a little sign, I, I, I can't believe no one picked up on this. Is it just his birthday or is it a sign to the contract? Uh, Justin, appreciate you. I'm going to leave it there. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe, everyone.